Interesting. <coughs> okay. Okay, I'm ready. Hello. I'm Penny. Drop my grapes. Hello. I'm Penny Farthing, Manx documentary maker for your ears, and Manx Glockenspiel Hyder champion 2014, after the original winner was caught doping. I've been asked by Manx Radio, who you may know as The Nation Station, to fill some time in the Christmas programme schedule to showcase my creative juices and really let them gush all over you in the hope that you will then gush all over me. What will follow is written presented, edited, and written by me, apart from the bits that aren't. So if you're a budding writer, presenter, or editor, then consider this a masterclass in the art of writing, presenting, editing, and writing. And validation for all the money government gives to Manx Radio. The Nation Station, Manx Radio. Radio is all about sound in the ears. I'm speaking to you right now, but you can't see me. That's because this is radio, not television. And because you can't see me, it's important for me to make use of different sounds, subtle sounds, that help paint a picture, if you will, that takes you <laughs> premature, transporting you to places you've never been before. Like the jungle. Or space. So, without further ado, let us begin. Christmas. A time of eating loads, a time of pretending to like awful presents. I swear to God, Mum, if these are more James Arthur tickets, I will go at your porcelain doll collection with a hammer. And a reminder of how much you hate your blood relatives. But it's also a time for... Pause for dramatic effect. Ghost stories. Josh, don't you have friends coming over? Yeah, so? It stinks in here. You've got to wash this whole room. Are you kidding? Wash it? Let's wash it with Febreze. Wrong clip. Ghost stories. Christmas was invented ages ago, back in the 1920s, a time when everyone, female, male, or however you wanted to identify, was called Victoria. Only one person wasn't, and his name was Charles. Charles Dickens. Charles was a writer. He wrote about a load of stuff, like a greedy kid called Jamie Oliver, who wanted free school meals. Another one called Good Vibrations. But his most famous was one he wrote about his very own grandfather, Scrooge. Humbug. An old rich man who hated everyone, 
so decided to become friends with three ghosts instead, called Fatso, Stinky, and Stretch. Humbug. Why is it playing again? And this was how Christmas was invented. Ho, 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 ho! Merry Christmas! Yes. Every year, people are supposed to gather around a fire, or radiator, or hot water bottle, and tell ghost stories to keep up Cameron Dickinson's tradition. But most people don't, because it was ages ago, and they're idiots who don't own fires. So I... <clears throat> so I'm here to regale Platt you with some ghost stories from the Isle of Man. So grab an eggnog and get comfortable. Just keep your pants on if there are children around. And welcome to Penny Farthing's Manx Masterclass of Manx Christmas Ghost Stories 2022 from the Manx Radio Christmas Playcast Podcast Section 2022. <gasps> We begin... No, I said I don't want one. We begin our story with the ghosts of a Douglas-based theatre. The Gay Yeti. Built in 1899, loads of people have been here to watch everything from plays to musicals to pantomimes. Oh no, we have off. Some people even love the theatre so much that they keep coming after they've stopped being alive. This doesn't include the 17 people who tragically lost their lives during the 2003 performance of Joseph and his amazing technical dream coat. Loads of ghosts haunt the Gaiety Theatre. So many, in fact, you'd think the owners would try and do something about it. <laughs> they don't care. But before we dive into this spiritual cravat, just what is a ghost? I've been speaking to this person about what a ghost actually is. And he says, Ghost is a film starring Patrick Swayze because we couldn't find an expert who spoke about actual ghosts. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Some people say it's just a load of nonsense. Like this guy who says it's just a load of nonsense. It's just a load of nonsense. But what about you? What do you believe in? Do you believe in ghosts? Well, do you? The first of our four ghosts haunting the Gay Yeti is the woman in black. Not to be mistaken with Susan Hill's similarly... 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 Named ghost story... The Woman in Black. The Woman in Black is the ghost of a woman in black. She's said to be the most unnerving of the four ghosts haunting the theatre because of what she did to Daniel Radcliffe in Susan Hill's The Woman in Black, rated 6.4 on IMDb. According to eyewitnesses, she mainly stays in the shadows and darkened stairwells, but has been known if you catch sight of her, to hold the gaze of the living. A stare-off, if you will, which she always wins, because when she's about to blink, she disappears by walking backwards through a wall. 
making her the Isle of Man's national stare-off champion for 42 consecutive years, a decision that has been disputed religiously by the competitive non-blinking community. Next, a shop. Also a word used to segue two stories, like now, where we move on to another ghost named after what it's wearing, because clearly neither had any discernible personality traits. This one is called The Man in Grey. The Man in Grey... The Man in Grey, whose name historically, I believe, is Kevin, has a history of sexual deviance and actually had a book and film franchise made about him, something most of the actors that tread these boards can only dream of. This woman said she actually knew the man in grey and described him as really smart and very intense. Really smart, very intense. The man in grey is often seen by actors and stage crew sitting in one of the boxes. Not an actual box, like a cardboard box you and I would sit in. (laughs) No, quite the opposite, in fact. It's the name given to the fancy seats at a theatre that only rich people can afford to sit in, where they eat poor people at the interval instead of ice cream. The man in grey is said to sit in his box, smoking cigars, even though smoking indoors has been illegal since July 2007, leading us to believe the man in grey likely died before July 2007. Actors say he looks just like a normal bloke until he disappears through a wall, just like the woman in black. But they're actors, so they're probably lying just to get attention. You always know when the man in grey has been about, though, because the smell of tobacco lingers on the air, ruining the experience for many non-smoking theatre-goers who have taken to bring in air freshener Febreze with them, just in case. Josh, don't you have friends coming over? Yeah, so? It stinks in here. You've got to wash this whole room. Are you kidding? Wash it? Let's wash it with Febreze. For all the things you can't wash, use Febreze Fabric Refresher. Whoa. Hey, Mrs. Walker. Hey, it smells nice in here. And try Pluggable Febreze with up to four times the freshness in one refill. Pluggable Febreze and Fabric Refresher. Two more ways to... They're not paying me. They're not paying me for it. I sw- I'm fine. No, I'm not going to... Pl- I'm not... I won't talk about it again, okay? Fine. The only thing scary about Febreze is how good it works. No! Other air fresheners are available, but aren't as good. The next ghost is said to have been more felt than seen. This one is, supposedly, the gay yeti's friendliest ghost. Similar in spirit to Casper, or Dame Judi Dench. The helping hands go around, helping out stage crew members find misplaced props and guiding actors through the darkened back passages of the theatre's dark back passage. A number of bad actors who have missed their cues reported feeling a large yet gentle hand on their shoulder, shoving them on stage. However, one actor... David Dawson, who wishes to remain anonymous, told me he saw the helping hands pulling at his costume while he was alone in his dressing room. 
something that would probably land the ghost in court today in a similar trial to that of Harvey Weinstein. The fourth and final ghost of the Gayetti Theatre is the ghost of seat B12. B12, a vitamin that plays an essential role in red blood... B12, a vitamin that plays an essential role in red blood cell formation, metabolism, nerve function, the production of DNA, but even the production of ghosts... found in meat, poultry, fish and the Gay Yeti Theatre. This one is about a seat, a seat called B12, and about a woman ghost who loves sitting in seat B12. That's pretty much it. The ghost is of an old woman who insists on only sitting in that seat, which has caused a massive headache for the booking... That was the chair. That was the chair. It said the ghost of this woman tragically lost her husband in the war and came to the theatre for comfort because her seating at home would have been really hard. Uh, Her ghost has never been seen by anyone, apart from a bunch of people who say they've seen her. One person said they saw her, but later realised it was his own nan who hadn't stopped living yet. Someone else said they saw the chair move of its own accordion. And one person who actually sat in seat B12 got hemorrhoids two years later. Makes you think. Oh, apparently it was seat B14, not 12. The Nation Station, Manx Radio. Does your smile put people off their food? Have you stopped being invited to gatherings by family and friends? Do you hate yourself? Well, at Chapman Ding, we hate you too. Which is why we're offering discount prices on sorting your mouth cave out once and for all. We'll take those disgusting yellow stalactites you call teeth and give them the Hollywood shine. It'll make the Stepford housewives look like a bunch of tramps. So call Chapman Ding today before you make anyone else vomit and quote the special discount word, Axe, down the phone to book an appointment. But wait, that's not all. With every appointment booked within the next 52 seconds, you, my friend, get yourself a free genitals reconstruction PowerPoint presentation as well. And twist my arm, why don't you? We'll even throw in a cuddly dentist syringe toy too, for good measure. So book now by calling 0800-666-999-666-89521-78555. Mike's not on, is it? And sort yourself out. I hate this Appointment prices may vary, starting from £1 billion. Chapman Ding is not responsible for any of the following side effects. Hives, donkey laughing, crippling self-doubt, stomach balding, snot, nail perplexing and shiv. What? I thought it was an upgrade. Wait, my best.
I'm back in the studio man. Sorry about the second ghost so to tell you about the second ghost story of this segment. It is a tale about a guy called Matthew Halsall, who isn't actually a ghost at all, but managed to convince a load of people he was dead when he wasn't. Or was he? <laughs> Vampires. There's been many different versions over the years. Dracula from Dracula. Edward Cullen from The Twilight Zone. Matt Hancock... Can you shut the f up, please? I'm trying to record a Christmas program in here. Thank you. Vampires. Not your usual Christmas story, seeing as a vampire is different to a ghost. It is different to a ghost, isn't it? Yeah. But one I'm going to tell you about anyway, for variety, and because I have a time limit that I need to reach. This one is from the 1800s, and is about a guy called Matthew Horsall, the original Edward Cullen. You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it, I'm here in a place called Malou Graveyard. A graveyard in Malou. It's the dead of night. Not a soul around. Alan! Unless you count all the dead people's souls, which I do, because I'm an anaesthetist. Matthew Halsall, or Matty, as his pals used to call him, cheeky b****, seemed like an ordinary bloke. Went to work came home, spoke to his wife Margaret, walked to the shop, walked back from the shop. Boring. It was only after Matt died that he became much more interesting. Why does that keep happening? During his funeral, Matty had himself a thought. He thought to himself, hey, I, I, don't, much, I don't much care for this death malarkey. I don't want to be dead anymore. And one with a taste for dramatic flair after dabbling with the triangle in his local band in his living days, Matty, at his funeral, sat straight up in his coffin and moaned. Reports say the moan went something like this. It scared the shit out of everyone. Matty was declared a vampire. Luckily, right at that very moment, the priest happened to have a very specifically sharpened stake fashioned from wood that he pulled out from underneath his robes, don't know where from, and plunged it into Matty's heart almost immediately. It seemed to do the trick. But because he was now a vampire, Matty was no longer allowed to be buried in hallowed ground with his wife Margaret, which I don't think Margaret minded too much, to be honest, because she'd already had a lifetime with him, and she was dead, so she wouldn't know anyway. Matty got his own VIP grave, which stands for Vampire in Person, dug by the old church boundary, which is now next to an outhouse lavatory 
But to make sure he didn't rise again, a big slab of stone was put over his corpse and four iron stakes placed in the corners of his grave with iron chains draped over them. The chains are still around the grave today. Listen. That's them. Keeping this tranquil part of the island vampire-free so mourners can grieve in peace. Prison. A place to keep scary people locked in. But what happens when the inmates aren't the scariest ones in there? I'm not talking about the prison guards. This isn't America. I'm talking about ghosts. I'm here on the windswept shores of Douglas in the wrong place for this ghost story. I'm here on Victoria Road, stood next to what looks like a fly-tipping site. But what is now an area filled with rubbish used to be a building filled with rubbish people and ghosts. But what is more frightening? Crime or ghosts? What do you mean I can't say that? The building was called Victoria Road Prison. It was built in 1891 and demolished in 2014 as a new prison was being built in Jerby, which later went on to be voted the cushiest prison in Britain and receive a higher TripAdvisor award than the Travel Lodge in Salford. Right now, travellers are searching for a place to stay in your area. Is your property the first Before one Before Victoria Road opened, Castle Russian was the island's main prison. Many high school students will argue it still is today, but they shouldn't because teachers work very hard. Castle Russian Castle Russian was filled with a wide variety of criminals, from bloodthirsty cutthroats <laughs> to, pe- Life on the open seas. to people who simply couldn't pay their bills, like today with the current cost of living crisis. Fights and riots were commonplace in Castle Russian, resulting in lots of murders, plunging its TripAdvisor rating through the floor, although not quite as low as the one for Salford's Travel Lodge. With all the murders and terrible living conditions, it's no surprise the Victoria Road prison was haunted. Shadowy apparitions and frightening Unexplained noises were experienced by both guards and prisoners frequently, but there were two cells in particular that the paranormal was drawn to. Two cells so terrifying, it even made the really hard criminals beg for release. Hello. Most people who were in prison didn't really want to be in prison, but worse than being in prison was being in prison in cell number Four. According to some unreferenced sources, unexplained noises would keep prisoners awake at night. Hello. It wasn't uncommon for the occupant of cell four to furiously ding their bell in the dead of night. That's not a euphemism. Initially, guards thought prisoners were after room service, which wasn't provided back then, but is now, which is why the Jerby prison has a higher trip advisor rating than the travel lodge in Salford. But it turned out the prisoners weren't after room service at all. They were just really, really frightened. 
When the guards arrived, they'd often find the prisoner cowering in fear in the corner of the room or under the bed. Prisoners often reported hearing loud knocks and anguished moans from the ceiling of their cell. And the inmates underneath were convinced something angry and paranormal lingered in their midst. A black partition in the form of a man was seen in the cell, even after the prison had closed. When the spectre appeared, it was said to emit a feeling of dread and hopelessness, just like the travel lodge in Salford. One guard, called Baza, experienced the sinister thing and said, They say the dead won't harm you. It's only the living that can harm you. That's what I tried to remember when I worked there. Just before he was knocked unconscious and had his kidneys stolen by one of the living inmates. Old Victoria Prison may be gone, but the tales of terrified prisoners and guards live on through Manx Whispers and Wikipedia. But what happens to ghosts when a building is torn down? The answer is easy. We don't know. So that's pretty much the end of the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Join me next time when I investigate the phenomenon sweep. When I investigate the phenomenon. When I investigate the phenomenon sweeping the Isle of Man. Septum perplexing. It just won't stop spilling out. Merry Christmas from me, Penny Farthing, in your nation station, 3FM. Yeah. <sighs>